Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We're in our 21st year on Voice America, and um, I'm very happy to be with you. Um, This is the program that really shows you how to turn your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities and live a more fulfilling and happy life. And I'm very happy to have a guest on who speaks exactly about that. My guest is... John F. Folan, Ph.D. Dr. Folan is a cognitive psychologist who retired from private practice in 2017 after more than 40 years of helping clients shift the focus of their attention to achieve their goals, strengthen their relationships, and feel better about themselves. And he has a brand new book, and the name of the book is called Focused Positivity, The Path to Success and Peace of Mind. And you can log on to focusedpositivity.net. Welcome, John. Thank you very much. Yeah, good. I'm so glad you're here. You know, positive uh, psychological research has confirmed that we would all be happier and more successful if we could think more positively. Yet, as many of us are aware, thinking positively can be a challenge. Uh, Dr. Tholen, in his book, Focus Positivity, The Path to Success and Peace of Mind, presents a science-based program that makes positive thinking accessible. And cognitive therapy has become recognized as the gold standard of psychological tenets and is really part of this positive strategy. And Dr. Tholen has created thousands, and he's certainly worked in his 40 years in practice. He's created thousands of messages to improve self-talk of clients whose motivation and well-being has been disrupted by excessive attention to dysfunctional thoughts that causes distress, all of us. And he began compiling and categorizing alternative thoughts that are functional and are likely to inspire hope and self-assertion. And the focus is, and the result is, Focus Positivity, a user-friendly manual for overcoming counterproductive thought patterns to really permit a more fulfilling life. So, um, John, explain to us how you integrate psychological philosophy with research about the relationship among our thoughts and feelings and actions. Yes, well, you know, we research shows that uh, positive thinking is good for us. It, it not only improves our relationships, but it actually increases our lifespan. It's good for our health. Uh, the difficulty is how to, how to do it. You know, uh, some, there are many of us who have had experiences in life, uh, who have been uh, born with disadvantages, uh, and they've caused the interaction between those two things, neither of which is under our control, can cause us to be uh, excessively, excessively cynical about life, or excessively self-critical, and and when we have those tendencies, our automatic thoughts, uh, the, the the ideas that spring spontaneously to our mind when we're faced with a challenge, are not likely to be positive. They're not likely to be functional. They're likely to be ideas that distress us or inhibit mm-hmm. us from from taking constructive action. And so, what I what my book does is presents a strategy for altering that pattern uh, mm-hmm. to, to, uh, yeah, to find a way to begin challenging, recognizing those thoughts that are upsetting us uh, and, and, and shifting our focus to alternative ideas that are more reasonable and balanced and more likely mm-hmm. to reassure or inspire hope. But I think you know, the, key we, here, that the key here from what you're saying is you have to want to do that. If you've got a person that you're dealing with who is negative and that and they just think that's okay, it's not going to work, correct? You have to have that awareness that you want to make a change. Oh, sure. No, nobody changes without a motivation to change. Uh, if you're perfectly happy being miserable, and, and I think that probably some people are. I remember seeing a TV show one time about a, a woman who refused to take uh antidepressant medications because she was a comedian and all of her best jokes were based on her depression. And so mm. she, she wanted to be depressed. 
So if you want to, if a person wants to be depressed or anxious, there's nothing that can be done to change that. But very few people are in that that position. Most people would like to feel better, would like to be more successful, and so they're looking for a strategy that can help them to attain those goals. Yeah. So how do we counteract our inherent? negativity bias, which, you know, for a lot of us, we often think of the negative first rather than the positive. Yeah, well, we, the research shows that, um, you know, we are, we are, our attention is automatically grabbed by the things that anger or scare us the most. Uh, And then on top of that, each negative thought that we have, damages our mood twice as much as each positive thought helps it. So mm-hmm. that those two factors together are what we call the negativity bias. And that's one of the reasons why it's so hard to get out of a pattern of thinking negatively is because we're kind of programmed to yeah. think negatively because that helped our ancestors survive, you know, when survival was the only thing that mattered and we lived in a very dangerous world. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you talk about our ability to shift that focus as a superpower. Explain that. So it's a superpower to be able to say, oh, I want to make a change from negativity to positivity. Yeah, the, the greatest power we have to change our feelings and our behavior is our ability to shift our attention from a dysfunctional thought, one that's holding us back, that's upsetting us, to an alternative, a balanced and reasonable alternative, more likely to motivate us or inspire hope. Uh, That is the single greatest strength we have for changing something about our lives. Shifting our focus from something that's bad for us to something that's good for us. Yeah. There's no other action we can take that's going to be more positive for us than that. You know, there are some people, though, that don't think they're negative. You point it out to them, and they say, oh, I didn't mean anything by that. You know, they skew negative in their thinking, and you point it out, and it's like, boy, you're really sensitive. I mean, I have to watch everything I say. I didn't mean it that way. And it really does. What do you say to that? Well, first of all, I, I always avoid uh, saying saying I try to avoid saying anything that is going to be perceived as a criticism. Okay, and and many people people who are negative are going to probably take that as a criticism, and it's going to trigger their defensiveness. So I, I would avoid doing that, and I would just try to present the the idea. Well, you know, if you were interested in trying to feel better, here's something that that might help. Uh, rather than trying to label something they're doing as as wrong or, or counterproductive. Uh, mm. Because people, we're all very sensitive. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this, but human beings tend to be very sensitive, and it's easy, we're easily offended, and when we get offended, we become defensive. We dig in, and we hang on to what we've got and what we're doing, and we, we don't, we resist making changes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, you also talk a lot about the toil or the toll of dysfunctional thinking. So explain to us what separates those dysfunctional thoughts from the functional functional ones. Okay, well, you know, although it seems as though our emotions and motivations are the result of what happens to us in life, the events and circumstances we encounter, they really are the result of our interpretation of those things. They're, they're, they're caused by our self-talk, that mm-hmm. internal monologue that uh, streams endlessly through our consciousness, interpreting everything we encounter and establishing our perspective on both ourselves and the world around us. And perspective is everything. You know, um, we, we know research shows that uh, that perspective determines how we feel more than reality. People mm. will, people uh, say that they would rather make $50,000 in a, a year in a world where others made $25,000 a year 
rather than make $100,000 a year in a world where everybody else made $200,000 a year, Mm -hmm. even if all the costs were the same. So we, we don't want to see ourselves as, as you know, we, we compare ourselves to other people. We don't want to see ourselves as doing worse than others. Uh, that's perspective. Uh, another good example is with the uh, bronze medalists at the Olympics. Uh, you know, they, they come in third place. Third place is, wins the bronze medal. Those people tend to be happier, more pleased with their outcome than the silver medal finishers, the people who finish second, and it's because the bronze medalists tend to compare themselves to the millions of people who didn't win any medal at all, Mm -hmm. and the silver medalists tend to compare themselves to the gold place finishers, the first place finishers, and they feel distressed that they didn't get the first place medal. So Mm. silver place, the, the second place silver medalists are the least happy of all the medal winners. That's a matter so of perspective. That's so interesting, isn't it? And, but yes. it's, yeah. 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 We, we, you know, it's not something that we inher- inherently understand. Uh, we don't know that, you know, we, we're not aware that we're seeing the world from a particular perspective, but we are. Everybody is viewing the world and themselves from a particular perspective that was established by factors that are out of our control. What, you know, the, the circumstances of our birth are, are the biology we inherit and the environment in, in which we grow up. And, and those are things we don't have any control over, but they determine our perspective on life and on right. ourselves. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Dr. John Tholen about examples of functional thoughts that might be used for alternatives for dysfunctional thoughts. And we'll also talk about managing self-criticism. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on Voice America. And my guest today is Dr. John F. Tholen, Ph.D., who is a cognitive psychologist who retired from private practice in 2017 after more than 40 years of helping clients shift their focus of their attention to achieve their goals, strengthen their relationships, and feel better about themselves. And you can log on to FocusedPositivity.net. And again, the name of the book is Focus Positivity, The Path to Success and Peace of Mind. Stay tuned, folks. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You 
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And we are talking about positivity, of course, one of my favorite subjects, because that's what I believe in. The name of the book is Focused Positivity, The Path to Success and Peace of Mind. My guest is Dr. John F. Tholen, Ph.D., clinical psychologist, who presents a practical science-based guide to positive thinking. And Dr. Tholen is a cognitive psychologist. He spent 40 years helping clients shift their focus to achieve their goals and relationships. The website is focusedpositivity.net. Welcome back, John. All Thank right. you very much, Patricia. Yeah, let's look at um, something I asked you before the break. Just give us some examples of functional thoughts that might be used as an alternative for dysfunctional thoughts like a divorce, the pandemic, losing a job, feeling like a failure, fear of humiliation, being traumatized, feelings of shame, or your favorite team not making what you know making it. Um, just share some examples, please. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with that last one because that's kind of what got me into this whole area was that I grew up uh, when I was 12 years old. The Dodgers, who had just moved to Los Angeles won the World Series, and I, I was hooked. I became a Dodger fanatic, and I lived and died, according to the Dodgers. You know, yeah. And the Dodgers did well, but mostly since they didn't win the World Series, they had a lot of misfortunes, uh, and there were a lot of opportunities for me to be miserable because they, they didn't do well. And eventually I figured it out that maybe this wasn't so important, Maybe whether the Dodgers won or lost wasn't, you know, wasn't wasn't life or death matter, and so I started looking for thoughts that, without even realizing, for thoughts that would make me feel better when they didn't win. Uh, and one of the thoughts was of someone I knew who was rooting for the Giants. You know, I thought, well, I guess they need to have some wins too. You know, they need to be okay sometimes. Uh, that's a functional thought. When you, anytime you can think of something that makes your loss better for somebody else that you care about, then <laughs> that makes it a little easier to live with. And so that's a functional thought. Uh, the best one I heard, though, was from the Seinfeld TV show, where Jerry is talking with George, and he says, you know, uh, the only thing that stays the same about our team from year to year is the uniforms. So basically, we're just rooting for laundry. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> that helps us helps you realize how meaningless the whole thing is. So it helps you to not care. So the the goal is when you're dealing with something like a sports that is per, pretty much meaningless to anybody that's not actively involved in the sport. Um, the, the goal is to find a way to think of it that's going to make you feel best. So to find a way to get maximum enjoyment when you're when the, your team wins, and minimum distress when they lose. And that's having a, a set of functional thoughts that are ready to go when, when your team loses. Uh, you know, you can think, well, over in that city over there, there's somebody just like me who's feeling pretty good right now. Or maybe there's some arrogant guys on my team that, uh, you know, deserved a, a wake-up call, and maybe this will do it for them. You know, anything that... that uh, Anything that might be a silver lining to a, a mm -hmm. negative event is going to help you deal with it a little better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think gratitude plays a role there? Is, you know, thinking about what you do have? Oh, well, gratitude is the, uh, is the first uh, and foremost example of functional thinking. In fact, in, in the book, uh, I, I present uh, this concept of, functional thinking at the beginning, and the, the one assignment, I, each chapter has a, a couple of assignments at the end, uh, because the, the, the goal of the book is to teach a strategy that can help people change the way they feel and, and how successful they are. So the first chapter ends with just one assignment, and that assignment is to make a list of the things you're grateful for and review it at least once a day 
and whenever you're feeling distressed. Because that one exercise has been found to change our mood, improve our mood more than anything else we can do. Feelings mm-hmm. of gratitude are the the only thing that rivals gratitude is shared laughter for being mm. good for us. Yes. Interesting. The more, the more times you can feel grateful about something, the more you can share laughter with someone else, the, the better off you're, you're the healthier you're going to be. Hmm. How does mindfulness fit into the focused positivity strategy? Is, not, is meditation well, required there? Well, mindfulness is usually uh, associated with meditation, with a type of meditation, but it isn't just about meditation. Mindfulness just means being aware of what's happening in our body and our mind in the current moment. And you, we can't make a change if, if we don't become mindful about what's happening. So before we can change uh, our thoughts before we can try to alter, you know, find, to replace a dysfunctional thought with a functional, more functional one. We have to become mindful of what we're thinking. What's, what thoughts are going through our mind? And, and so that's the first step in uh, the focus positivity strategy, strategy is to become more mindful of the thoughts we're having so that we can identify the uh, dysfunctional thoughts that are causing distress without inspiring um, constructive action. So you, mm-hmm. we can't change them until we become aware of them. Yeah. You know, in your book, you talk about the need to manage self-criticism and enhance self-assertion. Um, why do you refer to both personal strength and weaknesses as illusions? Well, you know, we... we just as our eyes can be fooled by sleight of hand, our mind often plays tricks on us too. Uh, we have many illusions that we're not aware of. Uh, in fact, you know, one of uh, one of Sigmund Freud's most famous statements was that without our illusions, we'd all be insane. Uh, but we're not aware of most of our illusions. Uh, but we have many of them. For example, uh, we tend to remember the beginning and the end of events, and forget what happened in the middle. But we're not aware of that. We, um, yeah, so, so, yeah, there's, there's all these tricks that are, the other, the other one that's very uh, important is that we, uh, our, our memories are very incomplete, and our imagination fills in missing details. And then later on, when we try to recall that memory, we can't distinguish between what actually happened and what our imagination filled in. That's mm-hmm. another example of an illusion where we can develop a, a, a false idea about something. Uh, but we're just not aware of those things when they occur. We, we, we tend to feel completely confident in the decisions we make, even though they may be entirely based on some uh, emotional, uh, emotionally disturbing image that we've just mm-hmm. seen instead of any logical uh, analysis or evidence. Uh, So these are the illusions we have that can... And The the point of focusing on illusions is that we we get into trouble when we're overly confident about our our thoughts, the thoughts we're having. Uh, Because it's important to be able to challenge those, to be able to say, well, maybe, maybe I'm not thinking about this in the best possible way. Maybe there's another way to think about this that could help me to feel better and do better. We mm. have to have, we have to be remain humble like that in order to yeah. uh, make a positive change. What if we uh, are visualizing something and we have a goal? Let's say we want to meet someone in a relationship, or we want a certain job, or we want to live in a certain place, and we start visualizing it and meditating on and thinking about it and seeing it and feeling it like a feelingization. Isn't that just as good, really, as being there because you actually internalize it by visualizing it and imaging it so that you feel it? What do you think about that to getting to the goals you want? Well, I certainly think that that makes it more likely that you'll achieve that goal. You know, the more you we focus on a goal and, and believe that it's possible, the more likely that we are to be able to attain it. That doesn't mean that it will necessarily happen, uh, because there are many goals that we can visualize 
24 hours a day, year after year, that we can't make happen. You know, I, I can dream of, uh, you know, a world of complete peace and harmony, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm going to be able to bring it about. Uh, we can we can strive for that. We can, but we you know it's important to recognize uh, our limitations of what we can accomplish. Uh, but it's good to try to keep those goals in mind because it makes it more likely that we'll strive for them. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break again, and when we come back, we'll talk about the ingredients of a functional relationship. What are the top two or three, and what are the rules of fair fighting? So we'll talk about this with Dr. John Tholen when we return. Dr. John Tholen is a cognitive psychologist who retired from private practice in 2017 after more than 40 years of helping clients shift the focus of their attention to achieve their goals, strengthen their relationships, and feel better about themselves. For more information about the book, please go to focuspositivity.net. And the name of the book is Focused Positivity, The Path to Success and Peace of Mind, which is a practical science-based guide to positive thinking. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we will be right back. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hello everyone and we are back my guest is dr john tholen phd and he is the author of the new book Focus Positivity, The Path to Success and Peace of Mind. He offers a practical science-based guide to positive thinking. And um, Dr. Tholen is a cognitive psychologist. Uh, He's helped clients for 40 years shift their attention to achieve their goals and feel better about themselves and strengthen their relationships. And his website is focuspositivity.net. Welcome back, Dr. Tholen. Welcome back, John. All right. You're welcome. All right. So let's look at what are the positive or the top ingredients of creating a functional relationship? Mutual respect. 
you know, we, we ha- it's important in relationships to communicate as just about as much consideration for the other person's preferences, wishes, and feelings as we would expect for our own. I, I learned this in a very personal way when my I first got engaged to my wife. Uh, we were older. I was 32. She was 26. We both were well into our careers. And we actually had bought a house. Or we, we were looking for a house. We were shopping for a house even before we got married. And I was from the Long Beach area, and she was from uh, northern Orange County. And, uh, you know, we, we both had our little uh, social networks that were in those two different places. And so we looked at houses in both areas. And uh, we picked out one in each area, and and uh, and she she finally said, "Well, I want to I want to pick the one here, the one in Northern Orange County." And I I wanted I very much thought we should buy nearer the coast, and so we we couldn't agree. And finally, she said, "Well, maybe we should just call off the wedding." And I said, "No, let's don't do that. Let's flip a coin." So we did. We flipped a coin, and she won. And I said, okay, let's go make an offer on the house here in, in uh, Fullerton, northern, northern Orange County. And as soon as she saw that I was going to abide by the flip of the coin, she said, well, let's go look at the one in Long Beach again. And we ended up wow. buying in Long Beach. She became, she became generous. As soon as she saw that I was going to give her equal weight in the decision-making, she, it allowed her to become generous. And and, uh, and and then and we ended up buying by the coast, which turned out to be a good decision. And we, you know, continued to see all the people in Northern Orange County anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it anyway, so California, mutual respect. Correct. This is in California. Excuse me. This is yes, in, California. in California. Yeah. That's that's really that's such a great example. So what you're saying is just being willing, right? Being listening and being willing to be open. Really? Yes. You know, I, I think that um, this idea of mutual respect and, and each person in the relationship being of equal importance is crucial. And I think in, in, in a healthy relationship. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, people have to be able to assertively communicate their honest feelings and wishes without yeah. aggression. You know, the assertiveness means without aggression. Uh, you know, there's this continuum from passivity to assertive, assertiveness mm. to aggression. Assertiveness is in between. It means without being passive, without uh, you know, keeping yourself, without being quiet. Uh, it means without aggression, without threatening, mm-hmm. insulting, or being disrespectful. Right. It just means stating your honest feelings and, and, and wishes. And that's a crucial part of any kind of uh, relationship is yeah. being able to do that. I have a question yeah. for you, because this actually came up a while ago, and I, I remember it well. I remember saying to someone in a relationship, you know, I, I feel, and this is true, I, I'm because of my work, you know, I was always thinking of that person, doing things, moving, going the extra mile, are you okay, can I help you with this and that? And I noticed I was not getting that back. And I I said that, I said at one point, you know, I really do that. And I feel that sometimes, you know, I just get sort of a nod or a nothing. And here's the answer I got. The answer was, you know, when you're in a relationship, I don't think it's necessary to have to keep thanking each other. It was like, it's not necessary to acknowledge you're in this relationship. I don't agree with that at all. Where do do you stand on that? Well, I think that you got a pretty good communication there that it was not a balanced relationship. That, that you were willing to put in uh, a lot more than the other person was. And that doesn't mean you can't have a relationship with that person. Uh, it just means that you are going, if you're going to, whatever relationship you have is going to be based on some kind of uh, incongruity between the, the two sides. They're, they're not going to be putting in as much as you are. That may mean that you want to limit the relationship, uh, you know, because to have a uh, uh primary loving relationship, you pretty much need that kind of uh, synchronicity. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you weren't going to have it in that relationship. Yeah, that's an interesting point about synchronicity. And I think that synchronicity goes into similar values, right? Similar ways of seeing the world, right? I mean, do, do you feel that? I feel that sometimes when you don't have that, 
it throws it off. You know, if you really have very different values and very different ways of seeing the world. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the research shows that they, there's quite a bit of research on what uh, leads to relationship, good relation, long-term relationships, not necessarily good, mm. but long-term relationships. Mm. Uh, the, the first thing is uh, attitudinal similarity. In other yeah. words, how I feel, if I feel, if you feel the same way about things generally that I feel about them, then mm-hmm. we're, we're likely, I, actually I should, I, I want to take a step back. The first thing is sexual attractiveness. <laughs> you, you know, if you're looking for a romantic relationship, the first thing is sexual attractiveness. So that, that'll get you, you know, past the, the first 15 minutes. Uh, but when you find out somebody doesn't have the same attitudes that you do, you're not going to go further than that. Uh, so, so attitudinal similarity will get you at least to a first date or second date. Uh, to go beyond that, the factor that's most important is uh, need complementarity. How much they satisfy your needs and you satisfy their needs. Uh, but the attitudinal similarity is the, the first step. So these are, the, you know, they take you further into a relationship. Unfortunately, the research doesn't help us much after that because all it shows is that uh, to predict whether a relationship will last uh, longer, the only two factors that are important are going to church together and having children. So <laughs> that that, mm-hmm. that puts a limit on how much the research can help us in, in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the other thing that's critical, I, and I want to emphasize, is uh, the that both parties are are willing to negotiate to reach reasonable compromises that that's a critical factor both both individuals in any kind of relationship have to be willing to compromise to reach uh, a reasonable uh, comp- I mean, have to be willing to negotiate to reach reasonable uh, uh, yeah. conclusions to conflicts uh, yeah. but that so that's key too yeah Fascinating. So let's talk about fair fighting. Every family and every couple occasionally has disagreements. What are the rules of fair fighting? Well, the, first of all, the rules have to be accepted in advance by both parties uh, because you can't just introduce a rule out of out of the you know out of the sky when you're in the middle of an argument. Uh, but both parties have to be willing to talk. Uh, you know, if one person stonewalls and refuses to participate, refuses to go to counseling, that pretty much limits what what can be accomplished in the relationship. Uh, each person has to have the uh, the right to withdraw if they feel threatened, uh, to stop the interaction and to, and to leave. Uh, uh, and then one, focusing on one issue at a time. Is another so that if uh, somebody because you know what happens in a lot of uh, relationships that are relationships tend to go in spirals. They they tend to be either spiraling upward or spiraling downward. And when they're spiraling downward, what we usually get is into these you get into these uh, situations where each partner is just throwing out uh, a, a weapon. You know, is just attacking, putting out something there that w- that will be embarrassing or upsetting to the other person to get even for what the you know, with them for what they just said. And so you're going back and forth, sniping at each other back and forth, and that's spiraling downward. So, uh, you know, when somebody brings up something out of the past, oh, you did this in the past, you know, that has nothing to do with the current discussion, uh, you know, that's, that's outside the bounds of fair fighting. So fair fighting means we stick to this issue. We're not going to go off into other issues. Also means stick to the current time, you know, the, the last 24 hours, not don't go way off into the past. Um, you know, leave other people out of the dialogue. You don't, you don't try to bring in other people into your argument. That's not going to be productive. That's a violation. Right. Of course, violence is never tolerated, even even a violent act like smashing something is a threat. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. that's not part of fair fighting ever. Uh, you know, fair fighting has to be uh, assertive and not aggressive. Uh, insults, threats, yelling are, yeah. are out of line. Uh, it's best to avoid generalizations. You know, um, you always, you never, those kind of mm-hmm. things are almost always wrong, for one thing, because yeah. nobody yeah. ever is that consistent. Yeah. Uh, it's better to... You know, start off with, uh, you know, I felt, start with your feelings. I felt this way when this happened. Mm-hmm. 
uh, rather mm. than you never did something yeah. uh, or you always do this. Absolutely. Um, so, and then it's best to, to focus on behavior rather than character. Rather than saying mm-hmm. you're a selfish right. asshole, right. <laughs> it's better to right. say, uh, you know, uh, I really, really bothered me when you uh, took the car without asking, you know, that kind of right. thing. Right. Um, and so to add to that, we've got two more minutes to the break. Speaking of what you just said, how can these thoughts, these functional thoughts in the languaging, help calm and force out the anxiety and the anger that the current storms create? Well, I mean, fair fighting can be an aspect of functional thinking. If you know about the rules of fair fighting, you know about the the uh, ingredients of uh, that you want in your relationship, then you can say to yourself, "Well, if I focus." on these rules of fair fighting, if I try to uh, emphasize these qualities that are good for relationship, I may be able to make this relationship work. You know, that that's a functional thought. Uh, That helps us to move forward, to keep trying. Um, So that, so every, everything, every idea that's good for us, uh, you know, can, can add to the list of functional thoughts that can help us to keep trying. Uh, so that's why it's good to have these ideas about uh, fair fighting and functional functional ingredients of relationship so that you can feel like you have a chance of uh, success. Uh, you know, if you have the, this idea, compromise is better than winning in an argument. Compromise is better than winning. That That's an idea that helps you to, mm-hmm. to move forward uh, because... Mm-hmm. It prevents you from trying to manipulate your partner instead of trying to negotiate some kind of uh, agreed-upon solution. Yeah, I think that's a great comment, compromise, right, so that you can both live with it or create a win-win, right, which is also Yeah, well, my wife and I, we we ran into that shortly after we bought the house. (laughs) Then we had to deal with with decorating because it was was a fixer-upper. And so the first thing that happened was my wife picked out wallpaper. We were trying to pick out wallpaper. This is back when wallpaper was popular. So we mm-hmm. wanted to pick out wallpaper. So she picked out one, and I said, well, I think I like that one better. And then she, so we went back and forth, and finally we agreed on one you know, that we both could accept. We did that. And I mean, it was soon after that that I realized that she had much better taste than I did. And now, and I, ever since I've let her make all those decisions, but at that time, it was important to me to compromise. <laughs> right, absolutely. All right. And on that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Dr. John Tholen about what are some tips for healthy relaxation, you know, breaking bad habits, um, you know, eating healthy, exercising, um, you know, what are the top strategies for setting and achieving goals? and really achieving peace of mind. All right. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be back with Dr. John Tholen, who's the author of the new book, Focus Positivity, The Path to Success and Peace of Mind. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on Voice America Variety. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. 
Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hello everyone and welcome back. Uh, my guest today is Dr. John Tholen, and he's the author of the book, Focus Positivity, The Path to Success and Peace of Mind. And Dr. Tholen is a cognitive psychologist who retired from private practice in 2017 after more than 40 years of helping clients shift the focus of their attention to achieve their goals, strengthen their relationships, and feel better about themselves. For more information about his book, the website is focuspositivity.net. Welcome back, John. All right. Thank you. Let's let's go to the positive tips for healthy relaxation, tips to break bad habits, trip tips to be healthier in exercising and setting goals. Go ahead. Well, yes. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of um, finding effective strategies. Uh, you know, many of us believe that we lack some personal strength that's necessary to uh, achieve a goal. Uh, I guess the most common one is uh, that we lack uh, willpower, you know, and then, and because we lack, if we believe we lack willpower, then it means that we're not able to do a lot of things, not able to make changes in our personal habits. Um, but the truth is that uh, strategy is way more important than any kind of admirable personal trait or quality or strength, because Essentially, uh, I mean, there are some people who are fortunate. Uh, they were fortunate to be born with special abilities or to grow up in an environment that taught them early in life to, to, you know, to use these good strategies to achieve their goals. But most of us didn't have that, uh, you know, didn't get those advantages. But, and so we think we lack these qualities that other people have that are successful. But the truth is that we can... And research shows this. We, we can learn a strategy that will allow us to create the illusion that we're, we have this quality. It's not really, it, it, it's, some, it's a behavior based on strategy rather than personal strength. And once you recognize that, it makes it possible for you to uh, feel like you can accomplish things. Um, so the, then strategy becomes all important. And that's what, what the, my book is doing, is presenting a, a strategy for uh, acquiring a habit of positive thinking. And, uh, but the same is true when it comes to uh, po positive uh, health behaviors, things like relaxation and, and diet and exercise and all those things. It, it, if we see it as finding the right strategy, then we, we feel like it's possible. If you can, we can find the right strategy, then we can probably we might be able to succeed at this. And so, what I, what I try to do in the book is to introduce the strategies that are going to work best. And what we know is that um, you know the best strategies are those that focus on one issue at a time, uh, <clears throat> that set goals in terms of our behavior rather than any other kind of outcome. You know, the, a program looks much better. If you, um, you know, like if you're trying to adopt an exercise routine, uh, the goal should be number of minutes spent being active. That's a goal, not, you know, whether you lose weight or anything else or whether your size changes. Or, it's a number of, it's so it's about your, you make the goal about your behavior. That's going to make it much more effective. Then you try to 
make the activity itself as rewarding, as entertaining as possible. You find an activity that you'll do again. Nobody ever uh, continues an exercise program that they find uh, boring or that they find arduous. Uh, you know, you gotta, the goal is to find something like pickleball or, uh, golf or something where you're walking on the golf course or something that you'll do or maybe, uh, watching your favorite TV show while you pedal a stationary bike or what I do that's is I, I listen to my favorite podcast while I, while I pedal a bike. Uh, you make it in more enjoyable. That makes it much more likely that you can, you're going to be able to continue to do it because exercise eventually becomes self-rewarding. You know, I now exercise because it makes me feel so much better after, for the rest of the day after I do it. Uh, but that isn't the case when you first get into it. It takes at least six weeks before you get to that point where, you, where the exercise itself is paying off in terms of increasing endorphins and making you feel better. So the challenge is to find a way to get to that point where you want to do it because it makes you feel better. Uh, and so you got to try to make the activity as rewarding as possible. Yeah, absolutely. What would be your, um, what would you like readers to take away from Focus Positivity and then tell them where they can get the book? Um, you know, uh, well, the book the book is available through all the major all major book retailers through Amazon and Goodreads and um, you know through the website focuspositivity dot net from the publisher uh, Roman and Littlefield. Uh, so it's available pretty easy to get a hold of the book. Um, what I'm doing now uh, is I'm kind of going back and writing another book. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm basing it, basing it on my, one of my favorite all-time books, which was The Rapes of, The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. I don't know if anybody remembers that book, but it, it's a great book. It's one of the best books ever written. And it was, it alternated chapters. The, each, the odd number of chapters was a story of the Joad family who moved to California, uh, during the, uh, Dust Bowl. Era, and then the the next cha- each uh, even number chapter was historical was about events that were occurring at the time, and so what I'm doing is I'm writing my my personal story. <laughs> those, those are the odd odd number chapters. The even number are the psychological lessons that I've learned from those those experiences. <laughs> so I'm modeling it after the grapes of wrath, but it, it's I don't know it, you know it's just a good exercise for me to do this. Yeah, which is which is great for all of us. All right. Yeah, I want to thank yeah. you so much for being on the show, Dr. John Tholen. How can people find your book? Uh, just go to focuspositivity.net or put in my name in Amazon, John Tholen, on, Am- on the Amazon website, and you'll get my book. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. It's a great program. Well, thank you uh, for having me as a guest, Patricia. You're welcome. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Program. Um, Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. You can be on my newsletter list so you can see all the great guests. Again, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. And write to me if you'd like to do your own podcast because I really help people um, create their own shows since I've interviewed 5,000 people in all these years. So would love to help you. All right, everyone. See you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.